And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, as well as the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Now, the HubSpot Podcast Network has incredible shows like the MarTech Podcast hosted by Benjamin Shapiro. The MarTech Podcast is all about maximum value in 30 minutes or less. The MarTech Podcast shares stories from world-class marketers who use technology to generate growth and achieve business and career success all on your lunch break. If you like any of these topics, you're going to love the MarTech Podcast. Some of the topics are zeroing in on the ideal product price point, identifying loyalty plays for smart marketers, finding the line between sales and marketing and SaaS, extending the lifetime value of your customer. If these are topics that are interesting to you, go check out the MarTech Podcast hosted by Ben Shapiro, wherever you get your podcasts. Today, my guest is Matt Stang. He is the CEO of Delic Holdings. Previous to Delic, he was an owner and operator of High Times for almost 17 years. The position that he had at High Times was instrumental in legalizing cannabis in multiple states and launched the Cannabis Cup in America. After interacting with the cannabis community for two decades, he helped found Delic in 2019 as one of his first psychedelic wellness corporations. He shapes the company's vision and path using his expertise in branding, marketing, business development, and product viability. What Delic is doing is incredible. They are leading psychedelic wellness. Uh, They are a platform. They're committed to bringing science-backed benefits to all and reframing the psychedelic conversation. The company owns and operates an umbrella of related businesses, including uh, the trusted media and e-commerce platforms like Reality Sandwich and Delic Radio, Delic Labs, the only licensed entity by Health Canada to exclusively focus on research and development of psilocybin vaporization technology. They also own Meet Delic, the premier psychedelic wellness event, and they own ketamine infusion centers uh, all across the country. So what do we speak about? Well, ultimately, uh, Matt just gave me a rundown about why he chose to go into psychedelics, probably based on his experience going into cannabis and why he wants to uh, enable people to use substances that can actually help them and better themselves and better their lives. Uh, he speaks about why some of these substances were um, were illegal in the first place and why he is on a mission to help people get access to these substances through education and actual clinics that can help people live a better life with some of the um, some of the various uh, substances that are classified as psychedelics. Uh, we spoke about everything from uh, psilocybin, ketamine to to LSD to MDMA and how all of these different things can impact a certain uh, part of your life in a different way, in a, in a positive way if done properly. Um, so a lot of interesting lessons on building a company 
in an industry that is not even entirely legal yet. So some great lessons there, some really interesting insights on how to use psychedelics and some of the results that they can give people for depression and mental health and well-being are absolutely incredible. Let's jump right into it. This is uh, Matt Stang, CEO of Delic Holdings. Well, thank you so much, Scott. Um, what is my superhero origin story? Uh, you know, I was <clears throat> I was in a lab when I was 16, and I got bit by a radioactive spider, and um, these crazy things happen. Heard this one before. Sorry, no, that's, I think that's a different story. Um, yeah, my my origin story uh, in this business, I, I would say, runs through cannabis. Um, I was an owner and operator of a company called High Times uh, for about 17 years before selling it to a private equity group. Um, so where did that begin? It began with me writing a senior thesis in college about marijuana legalization in a time of terror, because it was 2001, and um, looking at how uh, the criminalization and, and uh, drug war around cannabis was a uh, not only a major social issue, but also an economic issue and looking at, you know, trying to, uh, take away the, the tax money, um, the, you know, the add tax money from the <coughs> taxation of cannabis, as we've seen, it's pretty massive and take away from the, uh, the cost of fighting the drug war. And so I wrote a, a 70 page thesis on how we could, um, convince the other side of the aisle at that point, um, and you know the broad majority of the the left wing and and the vast majority of the right wing by giving people a, an economic incentive to change um, a messed up set of rules. And uh, I I created that, um, <clears throat> wrote it, went for a a, a quote from the general counsel of High Times uh, who. I knew through someone and he he read the uh, thesis and uh, said, um, love to have you come in and intern at the company. And uh, that was it for me. I left, you know, graduated from college, started at high times 12 days later and uh, worked my way up from an internship to uh, owning a part of it and uh, operating the company. And so that was my, my origin story. I've been a true believer in um, changing the illegal nature of, of certain uh, substances. I think that there's a, a major disconnect between a, a country that uh, promotes liberty and freedom and uh, then uh, jails people for going after their best life. So, you know, for me, cannabis was the first piece, the gateway drug, as they say. And um, psychedelics are what's next, right? And and I think the science has really got there. You know, we we formed this company, my wife and I, about three, a little over three years ago now. And um, you know, when we created it, it was it was really that the the supposition that the um, the tipping point was coming for psychedelics the way it had come for cannabis. And three and a half years ago, when we formed it. You know that wasn't very obvious to a lot of people. I think today it really is, and and that just comes down to 
simple facts, right? You just look at the the science and you look at the 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 mental health pandemic that's sweeping behind the actual pandemic and the fact that we just don't have good mechanisms for helping people with mental health disorders. And um, that's how I get here today as the CEO of Delacorp and co-founder with my wife. And, you know, I, I think my origin story is, is just um, always tilting at these windmills, really trying to change things that are uh, fundamentally wrong in, in society. And I think you can do really great things by changing things and also be economically successful. Now, why, why would uh, some of these treatments or, or some of the things you're working on with Delacorp and, and, and even like the, the mindset of the government when you first uh, were starting in cannabis, why are some of these, to tee it up for people that don't really know the history, why are some of these um, botanicals, what's, I don't even know the proper terminology, so maybe correct me, but why are these, some of these items uh, illegal in the first place? Wow. How long do you have? Because that's a, that's a very long. Uh, I mean, you know, some of the stuff dates back to Harry Anslinger and his his 1930s war on mostly brown, mostly Mexican folks bringing in marijuana. Um, there's also, you know, the the latter day drug warriors, which which really results from Richard Nixon and his unhappiness with the protest movement against Vietnam and, um, you know, utilizing uh, essentially, you know, the, the structures that were in place already, there were already laws against it, but no one had spent time and energy really enforcing it the way that uh, the war on drugs did. And so the war on drugs, as we know, it really happened in the, the Nixon administration. Um, it started obviously long before then. Uh, a friend of mine wrote a 450 page book on this. So it, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, but, you know, if, if you want the, the, the like, hey, uh, I'm just driving to a 7-Eleven and back and I only kind of want to hear that. It's basically, you know, there, there's been a, a lot of um, incentives alignment for uh, jailing folks who are marginalized, who are trying to get their own voice. And you can't do that in this country. Um, for them being marginalized and trying to get their own voice. But what you can do is criminalize behavior that is easy to spot and then go and arrest them all. So you look at how they took down the Black Panthers. You look at how they took down a lot of the new left kind of hippie vanguard folks. And it really comes down to, you know, they can't get them for free speech, but they can get them for drugs because they're going to wind up smoking a joint. Um, and that's a pretty easy way to throw them in jail for five years. And so, uh, you and know, there's, there's a lot of that so underlying um, the war on drugs. And that's, I think, what makes it so incredibly wrong. You know, you look at prohibition and how it started and what it did. It built a criminal class and it built a, a total um, new world of people who were just, you know, everybody was breaking the law during prohibition because everybody wanted to drink, not everybody, but, you know, 50, 60% of the population yeah. became lawbreakers. And then all of these places where drinking happened became um, their own uh, gambling halls or houses of ill repute or vice halls or whatever you want to call them. And that all came from, you know, taking something that was regulated and, and pretty good. Okay. And then 
slamming it out and putting it in the hands of criminals who can now make uh, 10, 15, 30 times their money on bringing this product in, right? And that, that same misalignment that created, you know, all of the gangsterism and the, the Cosa Nostra and all these other things is the same thing that happened with the war on drugs. You, you take things that people want and that the, the underlying issue is that people people want these drugs, right? The reason that Miami in 1980 had had 11 times the cash running through its um, federal bank that all the other federal banks in America did is because people were buying the cocaine, right? There, there's, no, there's no question that people were buying the weed, they were buying all of these substances because people fundamentally like to alter themselves. And I think um, if you look at it at a high level, you know, Kids start when they're young. Um, look at the marketing for uh, sugary cereals. Sugary cereals are one of, you know, sugar is probably the quickest acting um, narcotic substance known to man. And it really changes your state immediately. And once it goes away, you want more of it. And you look mm -hmm. at coffee that, you know, 60% of the population drinks every morning. It's a drug, right? So it's just... You, it, what we've done is created this um, odd situation where a bunch of drugs are legal Fortune 500 companies with great marketing and on every shelf everywhere. And then other ones are pushed in the back and, and you go to jail if you touch it. And yet people still want it. So, you know, I think fundamentally what, what we see is that um, things are changing, right? The cannabis changes are quicker than I even thought possible, you know, when I first lobbied for the first state for uh, legalization, when we, we put up, uh, you know, all this stuff for safer, that marijuana is safer than alcohol, which it is. And, you know, that message caught and they won the, the initiative in Colorado and it became legal and people went and saw this is not breaking the country apart. It's not causing crime to rise. It's actually just getting a bunch of North tax dollars. And now people don't have to step into illegal areas to do that and so they're not exposed to negative illegal kind of things so i think mm -hmm. that same presupposition and the same path that's been trail that's been blazed is you know the same thing that we're looking at in psychedelics um there's a something in new hampshire today that's going through to try to uh, decriminalize psychedelics for all people new jersey decriminalized magic mushrooms uh you know it's, it's just been places that I grew up in New York, going across to New Jersey 20 years ago, it was the place that if you had the smallest amount of pot on you, you were going to go to jail for two years, right? It was like total police state. Now it's fully legal. Um, and they're, they're embracing psychedelics as well. So I think, you know, this, this change is happening. And um, it's, it's a sea change in how people see stuff. And, and I think a lot of it comes from just the, the scientific um, consensus around what these novel compounds can do uh so you're seeing you know a lot of a lot of action and heat around all these different compounds the you know psilocybin is in phase three clinical trials with the fda mdma is in phase three clinical trials um, we at delic have the largest chain of uh, ketamine clinics in america so you can go and it's the only fda cleared uh substance that has that psychedelic effect that allows people to, to really, you know, turn off their default mode network and change their mind. 
And you think it's just a, a sea change in how people work with mental health because, you know, it's just, there's too many people who are depressed, anxious, have PTSD, whatever you want to call it. And people want to change it and they have, you know, what do they have? They have uh, benzodiazepam and other anti-anxiety medications that have horrible side effects and are addictive as hell. Or they have yeah. uh, antidepressants that make you feel like you're in a fog that over half the time they don't work. Um, people have depressive relapses. They have to change drugs every couple months. They're, you know, they feel like they're they're just stuck in this haze. They can't be up or down. You know, all of this stuff. And it's it's just it doesn't it it's a broken system, right? And I think we have a technology at hand that the science shows actually has curative properties in 60, 70% of people. It's not a panacea. It's not a, it's not going to fix the world immediately. It's not going to, everyone's not going to be saved, but it's just getting it out there and letting, you know, 60, 70% of people get better and not have to be stuck on a site, you know, a constant pill from a, a pharmaceutical company that doesn't really fix them, but keeps them from spiraling worse not a great answer it, you know some people are going to still need that there's some people who who psychedelic medicine won't work for so i'm not going to be unrealistic it's just there's a large and i would say a, more than a, a majority of people for whom this will be helpful and people are seeing that and you know what i've seen in my origin story is that uh, a lot of this comes down to um, your friend your your cousin, your aunt, your nephew, your niece telling you, hey, this helped me. And then that touches mm -hmm. 40, 50, 70 people who that person is close to. And that's what, what happened with cannabis when we launched the first medical marijuana magazine um, 18 years ago and really pushed that narrative that the science was there, even though here's the thing with cannabis, you couldn't even do this work. You had to do it like around the edges because of the the only way you could get a licensed cannabis product to try was through the DEA from the University of Mississippi. The weed is like 4% THC and it looks like dirt. So, and, and to get that, it would take four years of applications um, to maybe qualify for getting a small amount of it. So, you know, a lot of the work that, that we were basing it on was just doctors and, and folks who were stepping outside of the normal medical procedure because they saw what was happening to their, their patients at medical uh, marijuana places and seeing tumor shrink and seizures stop and mm -hmm. all of these things. And they were like, well, fuck, if this works, we gotta, like, we, we can't wait for the government to allow us to do this work, right? And so that's, that's where it came from. And, and with psychedelics, the nice thing is these, these substances are available for the scientists to do their work. So there's, there's an incredible amount of data pouring out every, every month or two, um, showing efficacy, showing how it can help with different things, you know, uh, looking at um, social anxiety and, and microdosing, that's like, I would say 30% of the population has some form of social anxiety, uh, or just uncomfortable. And especially after the pandemic, I think most people are a little uncomfortable in crowds now. 100%, uh, so more, more than ever, more than more than more ever. Than it's ever. not easy like that. The, men, the mental health uh, concerns coming out of the pandemic are, are you know, exponentially increased pre-pandemic. So this is needed more than ever, for sure, for sure.
No, I was no, just thinking. I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I just think, you know, there's so much um, opportunity to, to help people and, and uh, shift their, their perspective in their life. And I think it, it's really heartening to see, you know, I get, I get um, from my team, I get emails every day from people who have gone into our clinics and, you know, talking about how it's changed their life. Or we had a veteran in yesterday who said, you know, he, he felt like, changed and he couldn't believe that he's he's able to be up and awake and with his family and and not have these racing thoughts and this this like uh you know ptsd right he he serves his country uh and and has uh, a great deal of ptsd and anxiety and he hasn't felt free of it in six years and he said this today he was at one of our clinics two days ago and he said today yesterday was the first day he's felt that in six or seven years so you know, feeling that change in people is is pretty amazing. And and I think the more of that that happens, the more that amplifies outwards, the more people whose lives are touched by it, the more people won't stand for, um, you know, all this stuff being pushed into a, a closet. And that's what's happened with cannabis. You have, you know, now 93% of the population supports medical marijuana, where when I started, it was like 22%. So it's it's probably the greatest sea change in, in uh, American politics that I've seen, and sixty something percent support full legalization now. So it's it's ahead of any political party. So you know I think I think you'll see over the next couple of years as people get treated and as people get better through these medicines, you're going to see a similar story where you can't like you can be as whatever political side you happen to be on but if your your kid or your niece or your your friend's kid and they're like suicidal and then they're not and they're you're like how the fuck did that change and it's like oh well they went and did a ketamine therapy or they went and did uh, psilocybin therapy you can't argue there's no arguing you're just like wow that okay i'll I'll store that away because if I hear about someone else with that kind of issue, I'll make sure they go do that. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. Now, if you're tired of slowing down your teams with clunky software, processes, and marketing that's difficult to scale, HubSpot is here to help you and your business grow better. With collaboration tools and built-in SEO optimizations, HubSpot's CRM platform is tailor-made to help you scale your marketing with ease. Integrated calendars, tasks, and commenting help hybrid teams stay connected, while automated SEO recommendations intuitively optimize your web page content for increased organic traffic. Ditch the difficult and dial up your marketing with tools that are easy to use and easy to scale. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. Can you can you walk through? Um, so you mentioned a few things: psilocybin, ketamine, um, microdosing. People that are are new to this, they don't understand what this industry is all about. Everybody gets cannabis. You speak about cannabis, there's no no one is confused. But a lot of these items, people may have not heard of before. So, what what are some of the substances? What are some of the applications? Um, what are some of the things that that fall under the umbrella of, of psychedelic wellness um and just like walk through them because i want to understand like what some of these things can actually be used for what they what and i know that a lot of the stuff is not like fda approved right there's studies but it's ongoing but yep. anecdotally like what would some of the stuff be used for 
For sure. So, I mean, that is a big part of this, right? So as a company, we are only doing things that are fully um, legal and, and FDA approved. So we're, we're running clinics that do ketamine, which is the one substance that is FDA approved. We have uh, 13 clinics around the country where people can go in and get a treatment. What does that look like? That's a, you come in, you get an intravenous uh, solution of ketamine for an hour and a half for uh, mental disorders or four hours for pain disorders. Um, and you sit there and, and it, it is unlike anything uh, I've ever seen. And you, you basically disassociate from yourself. <clears throat> you feel, people have described it as feeling like floating or like, <clears throat> like you're out, almost out of your body. Um, and when you're done with the experience, uh, people report an almost immediate sense of anxiety going away, uh, spinning thoughts, racing thoughts, depression. Um, so it's, it's really kind of incredible. Um, so that's, that's ketamine. That's the one thing that's there. Now, you're asking about the rest of the stuff I'm talking about. And that's, that is still outside of the scope of what's allowed in this country. Actually, three days ago, Canada, um, we have a lab in Canada that has a license for psilocybin and cannabis. So Canada just allowed for doctors to write recommendations to patients to utilize these psychedelic substances. And Health Canada will give a, an exemption if someone is um, in major crisis or not long to live, or, you know, they, they've created a whole new setup, just started, you know, this week. So we'll see how it plays out. But they're allowing, uh, because of the breakthrough nature of these therapies, they're allowing people to not wait the time it takes for approval because they see low incidence of um, uh, uh, abuse and also um, very low incidence of, of actual negative side effects other than, you know, the classic bad trip where you feel kind of crazy. Uh, but that a lot of times for people with these disorders helps, right? Because you're going into an experience and you're processing through something like a traumatic stress and it can be really scary inside of it. But then when you come back, you come back with a sense of connection. So, sorry, back to your, your main question, what are these things? I can walk through kind of the substances that exist right now um, and what they're being used for and where. So uh, top of mind, um, just because of the science, would be uh, psilocybin. Um, you know, we have multiple high-level high uh programs, ones at Johns Hopkins, ones at NYU, ones at Imperial College of London. These are major research institutions doing work around psychedelic therapy. And psilocybin was the original one that people really focused on because it's uh, low instance of abuse, um, low side effects, and has really strong results. So right now, uh, there's a company called Compass Pathways that is a large public company that's based around um, psilocybin therapy. They're in phase three clinical trials with their uh, synthesized psilocybin. <clears throat> and they've been studying it for depression um, and mood disorders. And, and then they have some phase two trials around other things. I think they're doing smoking cessation, uh, you know, end of life care. Um, but what does it do? You take a, you take a dose. It lasts four to six hours. Um, you're 
your default mode network, which is the central processing core of your brain that you use to make sure the door is closed or the oven's off or, you know, just kind of keeps you looking both ways when you cross the street, that shuts off. Um, and new neural pathways are built. So they've done a bunch of brain scans and parts of your brain that don't fire for years or decades, things from childhood fire in random different patterns. What does that do? It creates these psychedelic experiences. Um, the resulting experience usually, now this is not always because it's very different for people, but there, there seems to be a commonality of feeling, um, a feeling of connection, a feeling of awe or, or a sense that you are part of something bigger, um, almost a psycho-spiritual moment. And then, you know, a, a sense that things will be okay. Right. And a lot of this comes down to people's brain thinking things aren't going to be okay. They're in fight or flight. They're in um, a sense that they're under attack, even if they're just sitting there doing nothing. And that, I think, is a, a big part of this, um, you know, psychedelic revolution is, is allowing people to get outside of their brain a little bit and, and kind of quiet down this default mode network that is overactive in people with mental and mood disorders. Um, so what else is there uh, yeah please no no i was going to say the only the only other question i had was so you have ketamine you have psilocybin um and then i guess the there's so many other strange applications that i feel um i've heard of but obviously there's these are not fda approved by any means but that like shutting off that that system does that allow for more creativity or because you always now hear stories of ceos microdosing um to help them with their creativity or their productivity does that fall under that same mechanism or is that something uh is that something different yes yeah, so the microdose is is uh, at least as the scientists have, i'm not a scientist so uh i don't want to no, no, I know. There's a, a lot of caveats, and I know you're publicly traded. I don't want to get you in trouble. I just, I just find no, it super no. interesting. So, yeah, perfectly fine. And, and I would say, like the the explanation that's been given to me by scientists is that the subperceptual dose, the microdose, it acts completely differently on the brain as a macrodose, a, a perceptual dose. And so, what it's doing is it's it's stimulating um, kind of blood flow and and uh, a little bit greater awareness and empathy and and just kind of uh, pushing people to be a little bit more connected with themselves and a little less, um, you know, distant from their, their environment themselves. They lock in, they're a little bit more uh, focused. And, you know, I, I think there's been a huge push in microdosing. Mushrooms are the ones that, that, that is the main thing, but so, uh, LSD has also been a big, you know, and, and I know folks are developing, there's one company in phase two A clinical trials with uh, psilocybin microdose, and another company in phase two uh, clinical trials for um, LSD microdosing. So I know they've had enough success to make it through a whole round of FDA testing, and it's, it's noticeably uh, working. It's just, you know, this is going to take another two or three years to get out there. There's also, um, you know, folks doing uh, off-site kind of places. There's Jamaica allows for psilocybin. So there's a bunch of uh, psilocybin resorts there. It's obviously with COVID, it's a little difficult. Um, Amsterdam allows for uh, psilocybin products to be sold. So there's people doing uh, 
Amsterdam psilocybin and and microdosing products. Um, so that's you know it, it's around right now. There, there's clearly a lot of people doing this, um, and then obviously the kind of West Coast Silicon Valley folks. It's it's been pretty ingrained in the society there um, for the last couple of years that microdosing is part of uh, kind of that biohacking mindset. And you know I think I think it's it's an incredibly powerful substance to help change people that way. I, I think when you're asking about the creativity side. What I've seen on the science is that the the macro dose is the one that it sh really shuts down the default mode and opens up the other um, brain neurons and can it has proven to regrow. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out.
I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Neurons in scientific testing doesn't mean it will do so every time in your brain, but you know the the underlying um, suggestion is that using these 
psychedelic novel compounds to uh, both turn off your, your default mode, open up the rest of your brain, and then regrow uh, neuron connections in your brain so you can perform at a better or higher level, right? And that's what people are really looking at. Amazing. Um, now, as you built this company out, I thought it was interesting that you don't just have these clinics. You also, I see a, a little bit of a, a of a strategy that I think you're deploying probably from high times because it seems like you're building out a media company to support the actual company and, and any initiative you take on in the future because you have an umbrella of products. Uh, I can see you're, you're going all over podcasts. You're going... Um, I think you actually have uh, you have like an actual podcast yourself, uh, so you're building out all these ancillary uh, ancillary products. So walk me through the actual strategy that you used to build uh, Delic Holdings and and why you're sort of building out Reality Sandwich, Delic Radio, Delic Labs. Um, uh, what's another one? You have uh, Meet Delic, like you have yeah. all these different things. Yeah, yeah, we had um, the largest psychedelic event in America uh, last year, Meet Delic. Um, in Las Vegas, sold out two days. Uh, so why are we doing this? You know, I think, I think when you look at the reality of business today, there's a couple of main level gatekeepers, the Googles, Facebooks of the world that intermediate your connection to the interested parties, or you can have a direct connection. And so we've really looked at this as an opportunity to build uh, you know, a, a new line company that that has a direct connection to the people who are interested in psychedelic wellness. So we have Reality Sandwich, a platform that gets three or four hundred thousand people a month. We have the largest uh, psychedelic uh, trade show in in America, Meet Delic. We have a Delic Radio, the podcast network, and then we have uh, the, the uh, Delic Labs, the the you know kind of uh, science backing to kind of back up all this stuff we keep talking about. We have ten PhDs working for us. Um, and what we've Amazing. really looked at is building this ecosystem as a means to, you know, help people understand what mainstream psychedelic wellness looks like. And then if they're interested, they can come to one of our clinics and try it. And do you see the, do you see the market growing? So you're in it right now, you have the clinics, like walk me through, um, walk me through the interest in, in, in this particular industry and, and who is interested right now? Is it people that are uh, younger that may be early adopters in something new, or is it people that are older? Like what's the demographics of people that are, are starting to really get interested in the psychedelic wellness? Yeah. I, you know, it is pretty broad range, right? We have, we have folks who are 65 and have been trying different stuff for their whole life. And they see a special or an, an article and they're like, can I finally stop taking five different pills for this? Wow, that would be amazing. Uh, and then we have, you know, 22 year olds who are looking for uh, a way to hack their anxiety. And, and I think everything in between. So, you know, there's not a a psychographic profile that is the singular person we're going after because it's it's just such a broad um, amount of people who have these issues. You know, there's 51 million people with some mental health disorder in America today. And that was, those numbers are from before the pandemic. I would kind of hazard that about half of the population has some form of PTSD or anxiety today based on what we've all gone through for the last two years. So there's a lot of people and 
you know, people are looking for things that aren't just taking a pharmaceutical drug every day. I think that's that's the big change that's been happening over the last couple of years. And, you know, we want to be a big part of helping that change move forward. Now, uh, a follow up to that, uh, an interesting point on cannabis. So now cannabis is much more popular, but it's more it a lot of the application can be recreational. Some of the things that you're mentioning here are directly replacing drugs that are put out by large organizations, by huge organizations that, that are supposed mm -hmm. to combat mental health and well-being. So how do you see this playing out? How do you see some of these op options replacing um, some drugs that it's such an entrenched industry with billions of dollars supporting it? How do you think that we'll ever get these, op these uh, I guess, treatments to ever be something that a doctor would prescribe over some... Uh, some drug that's, you know, they're getting uh, lobbied by all of these, you know, big pharma. How do we actually uh, take this and make it so that it's it's the de facto treatment if it's just as effective and healthier for the patient? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it comes down to, you know, patient awareness, right? So it, it you know, it, in the end, people get to really choose their own treatment, right? A doctor can tell you this would be good, but you get to go to a different doctor if you're not happy with it. You get to decide how to treat yourself. And, you know, I think a lot of this is building awareness and making sure that, that people understand this is an option. Because once people understand there is an option, a lot of them are, are looking to take it, right? They want to find um, a way to, to help themselves without creating all these negative things that, that the pharmaceutical uh, companies put out right and, and I, what i'm saying is yeah. it's not going to take over completely because this doesn't work 100 percent. nothing works 100 if someone tells you something works 100 percent, they're full of shit right this is this is <laughs> our internal numbers show about 72 percent of people are markedly improved after one week of treatment and you know after six months that number stays around 72 or 73 percent so there's there's a lot of people at least among our sample subset of about 80,000 people that have gone through our clinics that that um, are markedly better. Does that mean that everybody's gonna come through this? No, I think a lot of this is also gonna be going through uh, drug companies, right? The Compass, the psilocybin um, business is a billion dollar publicly traded drug company. So if if it gets pushed through FDA, which everyone believes it will, then does a Pfizer or Novartis come and buy it? Probably, right? So like, is is the reality that these large pharmaceutical companies are banks with patents? Does that mean that they go and buy things that are breakthrough therapies? Yeah, that's their job. I, I, you know, I had a friend who helped create um, GW Pharmaceutical, which is uh, the, the first people to create a, a pharmaceutical cannabis spray that was a whole plant extract and they got bought for seven and a half billion dollars last year right so there's by an, a large drug company and that's that's the likelihood is that you're still gonna, you're still going to be paying pharmaceutical companies money for these treatments um when they get pushed through now there's another company uh maps that is a they're a you know a nonprofit that turned into a a, a mutual benefit corporation and they're they're doing MDMA. So they're, they're fairly far along on the phase three for MDMA. They have specifically said they won't sell to a drug company. So, you know, if you're doing MDMA therapy, you probably 
will be supporting further drug legalization because they're planning on taking the money they make from that and reinvesting it into lobbying for more um, change to the drug laws. So it's it's really comes down to and there's so when you asked me before, what else is there? There's ayahuasca, DMT, um, peyote. Uh, the, you know, there, there's the uh, toad, uh, which is a, another form of DMT, 5-MeO DMT. Uh, there's there's ibogaine, which is a perhaps the best anti-addiction treatment ever. I've personally seen two people go. They have it in Mexico. You can go. You you're addicted to heroin. You do this treatment for a couple of days. You're not addicted to heroin. Now, wow. the problem is it doesn't actually address your psychological urge that drives you to numb yourself to the point of doing heroin. So, uh, physical addiction is one thing. Your psychosocial, mental addiction is a whole another thing. And you know, it, it comes down to like you need something else beyond the ibogaine if you want to then go and address the the gap in you that that needs um some form of of dream state for most of your life right but that's that comes as well where do you see in all things are moving in the in the direction that they're moving right now at the velocity they're moving right now where do you see uh both delic yourself but also the industry in in five to ten years sure um well i see delic uh, as the largest chain of um, psychedelic clinics, you know, moving beyond just ketamine and being there for any novel compounds. I, I think having, you know, 100, 150 of these around the country and, and people feeling like there's a safe, uh, effective, clean, well-run, reproducible model that they can go to wherever they are if they need uh, a treatment. I think that's something that we we want to be and and have the the framework for building um, as an industry. I think you know it's a dual track, right? There's you look at what Oregon did last year. They legalized psilocybin for um, non FDA medical use. So when I say medical use, they're they're doing it in a way that's outside of FDA framework, and they're going to allow people to just open clinics for psilocybin treatment early next year. So uh, do I think other states are going to have similar, um, you know, ballot initiatives? Yeah, I think I think you see California will probably gear up for one. Um, some of the other liberal Western states that have ballot initiative modes will have some form of, uh, whether it be decriminalization or legalization, you know, we, we've had two dozen municipalities just legalize ethnogenic plants or or any psychedelic substance you know so it's it's happening all over the place so that's on the one side and then on the other side i think there will be 10 you know say five years from now there'll be like six or seven psychedelic compounds that will be legal 10 years it'll be like 15 30 um so there'll be a lot of tools in the tool chest and you know if if one thing works for people 70% of the time, the other thing 68 and 63, well, you know, you find out by going in and trying one of the things. And if you're markedly better, great. And if not, you can go back and try a different one in two months and see if that one will help crack whatever's going on with you. Because the brain is literally the most complicated thing um, on a human, right? It's just, we still haven't cracked it. We still, you know, they're talking about AI, but they can't make a computer 
do anything near what a brain can do. You know, Tesla has been working for five years on having their thing drive itself. I have, I have a Tesla when it goes, it's had a bunch of times where I'm in autopilot and it just acts fucking crazy. And you're like, what the fuck? But you know, it's a machine. You can't, (laughs) it can't actually process, you know, a human brain sees a cone, they see a car driving, you see all of these different things and you put it all together and you say, slow down or speed up. Right. And that's, that's a huge processing thing that no one can really figure out or change right now. So I just think um, there's a, there's a lot to be learned and, you know, this is part of hacking how to make the brain a, a really a better tool and stop fighting ourselves with it. Amazing. That's, it's super, super interesting. Um, I want to, I want to pivot into some rapid fire just to pull out some insights from, from your career and, and the businesses you've built. But uh, before, before I pivot, um, is there any other things that, that you wanted to to go into that we didn't go into, and also most importantly, where do people connect with you? Uh, where do people uh, go find more information about Delic, about some of the clinics, about some of the uh, the uh, the publication or the media that you put together? Um, all the socials, the website, all that. Sure. So I don't think there's anything that we didn't talk about, but um, connect with me. Uh, DelicCorp.com is the top level site with all the information and you can write in and ask any questions you want. Uh, Ketamine Wellness Centers is the name of the chain of clinics. Uh, KWC, Ketamine Wellness Centers. Um, Meet Delic is the name of the the uh, event around psychedelic wellness. Uh, we got another one already on the books for 2022 in November in Las Vegas. Um, Reality Sandwich, if you want to learn more about psychedelic compounds and, and what you can do, uh, realitysandwich.com. And, you know, love to hear from anyone, any questions. You know, I think we love powering this this revolution. We think it's going to change the world. Amazing. Okay, let's do some rapid fire. Um, the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome in a professional or personal um, aspect uh, in your professional personal life, what was that challenge? How did you overcome it? Biggest challenge, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember one time I was uh, I was running our cannabis cup for high times, and we got a we got a notice. Um, we had an event coming up in three days, um, and I got a notice from the city of Los Angeles that they were not going to allow us to do the event. We had it booked and happening that Saturday, it was Wednesday morning. And they said, you can't do this event. We had um, about 150 booths and 8,000 people showing up on Saturday. And uh, I had to spend about 24 hours straight, did not sleep, just calling everyone I knew. And I found a venue um, in San Bernardino called the National Arms Show, Nas Center and managed to get them to give us their parking lot to do the event. Um, Got that contracted Thursday night at 8 p.m. Friday morning, had to send the trucks out. And then this was 2011, 2012, one of those. So social media wasn't super advanced, but we used Facebook and email to let everyone know, hey, sorry, the cops have made it so we can't do the event in downtown Los Angeles anymore. We're now an hour and 10 minutes away in San Bernardino. And somehow we got 2,000 more people than we thought we'd get because the the, the uh, amount of 
engagement we got from talking about the cops movement, making us move it, got a ton of social interaction back when you could actually have organic social interaction, not like paid like now. Um, and uh, I, I managed to get all the booths and have the tents set up in a new place and people showed up uh, and we had a rocking event. And so it was a huge challenge and definitely responsible for a couple of these gray hairs here. Um, but you know, we made it through <laughs> it. Pure, and, pure and entrepreneur. Came. Just figure it out. Pure yeah, entrepreneur. That's our it. Space yeah, for, yeah. for years afterwards. And we grew to do 30,000 people there. So it was fantastic. Amazing. Um, one person, obviously there's been many, but one person who's had a, an impact on your life. Who is that person? What did they teach you? Um, that's a great question. I would say uh, my mentor at High Times, um, Michael Kennedy, he was the general counsel who pulled me in to, to become an intern, and I worked with him for many years till he passed away. Um, and he, uh, he really taught me, you know, you never go down, you keep going, you just keep fighting. He was a world-renowned re um, legal lion. He had argued before the Supreme Court. He, he was Timothy Leary's lawyer. and uh, had been Ivanka Trump's lawyer when she divorced Donald Trump, Donald Trump and, you know, a uh, really incredible fighter and just, he's, you know, never surrender, never give up. Just keep, keep going. You just got to keep fucking going. Amazing. Um, a book podcast, uh, something that you've read or listened to other than the stuff that you put out, um, that you'd recommend people go check out. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Lex Friedman talking to uh, Elon Musk a couple of weeks ago. I thought that was a fantastic conversation. That was a good podcast. Yeah. Really, really, you know, Lex is very intellectual and um, it's great to hear all of the craziness about Mars, right? Got to go to the future. He's done, uh, he's actually done three. I think that's his third one with Elon Musk, if I'm not mistaken. But he's, uh, Lex is a great podcaster. He's a great podcaster because he's, uh, he just cuts through all the BS. He's just like a very like analytical person. So it makes for like a really great interviewer because he just asks questions that are just like, there's no bias in his questions. There's no, there's, <laughs> he hides nothing. He's just like to the point. He's robotic, but it's good. It's like the scientific method. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you could tell your 20 year old self one thing, what would it be? Life is pretty awesome. It's a good one. That's good. Um, and then last question, what does success mean to you? What does success mean? I guess time success means time, time to do what Love you want to do. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. 
Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs, and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn Jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn Jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. 
Now, I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professional to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 